This is JFM Podcast. Nigeria at sunset on J11.9 here in Jos. My name is Ponsak Thanap, and I'm hoping that, uh, well, today is a holy day, so I did went, you know, attended Masjid, you know, for the congregational prayers today, and of course, we prayed for our country, our state, and of course, uh, the community that you live in. Well, welcome. Today is the 19th day in the month of March 2021. What a good time to be alive, really. Bayami, good evening, and how's it going? Very good. Well, uh, feels we're getting our plateau back. The weather today feels, you know, kind of maybe like what we've not seen in a very long time. And, um, of course, it's Friday, the last edition of the show for the week. And believe me, it's been a very interesting week. Uh, the bulk of what had, you know, dominated the week had, you know, probably be the conversation of the deputy speaker of the House of Representatives, you know, questioning the rights of Nigerians in diaspora, you know, to late complain. So I guess that really took us through the whole week. And, you know, like we always say, uh, Fridays are days where, you know, we bring individual young minds, you know, people that can, you know, give us an idea. By the way, last week, uh, Saturday, my, a group of friends of mine, uh, I mean, I got introduced to them through Odinaka, uh, of course, uh, one of my very good guys, Kingsley, one of the advocates for, you know, malaria, you know, fight against malaria and community, especially to know what our community. And, you know, they did something really interesting. You know, they went to the burial ground on Desire Road, opposite the stadium, and they went to clean that facility. You know, they told me that that place had never been cleaned. I mean, they didn't care whether you're Muslim or you're Christian. They cleaned both sides of that burial ground. And probably within the next couple of Fridays, maybe next or the upper yeah, sure. one, we should have, you know, those guys on the show. And it, it kind of inspired me because when they spoke to me about it, I asked them that, are you cleaning this other side? That's the, the Muslim side or you're cleaning the Christian side? They said no. They want to give that burial ground a facelift. And they did that on Saturday last week. And, you know, stuff like that just put it somewhere at the back of your mind that some young people, I told them, I said, your ideas are weird. Your, your ideas are something different. I mean, you just woke up one day and you felt you needed to go clear a burial ground, a public burial ground for that matter. So, uh, it, I mean, it feels good, you know, when I heard about it. But, you know, we just have to keep getting better. Uh, sometimes yeah. it shouldn't be all about the negatives and the negatives and the negatives. You know, Okbert, recently my focus over the last uh, four, five, no, four years, let me not say five, four years, I've been reading, reading, you know, extensively about mm. like, um, anthropology. I, I even consider, I said, well, maybe I should get a degree now because, <laughs> I mean, why will human beings say that this is a Jewish burial ground. This and is a, a Christian, Christian burial ground. ground. This is a Muslim burial ground. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Yeah, all of these things. <laughs> it just shows you how compared, how we sentiment away as human beings. Hmm. You know, we're very sentimental uh, people, and all of these things have their own roots. Christians, you know, they started with the catacombs. You know, in ancient uh, uh, first century AD. You know, in the Greco-Roman world. Uh, Islam, you know, 400, 600 years after the death of, you know, Christ and Judaism, uh, right in the BC before, uh, you know, Christ. So, mm. uh, well, what they did was very, very good, but it just shows you that the local authorities, I, I don't believe in individual intervention. I don't believe it doesn't work. What, what works and what, you know, uh, should make government rise up is that they should for me you know personally is and i'm not saying what they've done is wrong and um and in, in no nobody should misquote me uh, to say that what the all the ideas are the brilliant ideas but if we keep saying that uh is not everything the government should do then what should the government do they're killing people and the government will say that you are coward if you run away that's what the nsc told us uh the uh, IGP or police is saying that no governors need to p- collaborate more and provide equipment, you know, uh, for the police. When the SSG, uh, the SGS, you know, in all of the uh, f- across the country, basically, uh, they paid the secretary of the government of the federation the visit, and mm-hmm. of course the police IGP said that they need to. So for me, at the end of the day, what should the government do? But if people rise up to demand, just imagine, for example, that uh, uh, show uh, Bala the chairman of Just North, 
a letter was written to him say please because that is own prerogative cemetery is under his own purview mm. direct purview i to say please something needs to be done what are you doing with the taxes being cut just north is one of the richest local government you know in in in, in this state what are you doing with some of the what is the state of our market for example I, to make people because at the end of the day if people keep saying that it's not everything that government should do. Then I'll ask, what then should the government do? They're killing you, don't complain. You're providing security, you're providing water, you're providing electricity. And, and cost even of commodities are going up ground. on the daily basis. Yeah, then what again should government do? And if you go to the market, you know, your purchasing power is low, hmm. inflation is high. Hmm. What the government Employment is, unemployment is crazy. Then what then should the government do? Yeah, but, but still. Um, I, and I'm not condemned. No, no, I understand. I understand. I mean, we look at things from they're, both they're sides. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've always been of the opinion that, um, but I, I think I still said it sometime this week. You know, the, the, the moment we start putting it somewhere at the back of our mind that, you know, we don't have to rely on the government after all. You wake up, you say, ah, no matter how much you talk, it doesn't change anything. We're continually giving these people the opportunity to override us. We're giving them the opportunity us. to disrespect us, to throw everything to our faces because they know that at the end of the day, maybe 24 hours, 48 hours, you make your noise and then everybody will go down. See, I'm saying this today. If the price of petrol had actually gone to that 202 naira per liter, by now, we probably would have moved on with it. We probably would have just, you know, found a way to move around it. You know, price of commodities to go up. Now, if you go through the public buses, plying the terminals to book routes, every single bus, now they have a price list inside Every of the prices have been reviewed. So they'll tell you that if, I, if you cannot take all the airports to British for 150, don't come in. The conductor will not even talk to you. It will just point you to the price list on the window. So every single thing that every every single policy that the government makes now seems to have a very direct effect on the people. Just rumor, just rumor that you know uh, PPPR is increasing the price from depot to 183 naira 62 cobalt before we could say Jack Robbins in some fuel stations already selling at 202 naira before everything got regulated again. So it's a lot of problem. And when everything goes back to normal, some station will now be telling you that they're waiting for the headquarters to give them instruction. But immediately you heard of increments. You didn't wait for the headquarters to give you instruction before you changed or adjusted your pump. So these are basic things that if we continue to say, oh, leave the government, let's do our best. Yeah, it's good to have, uh, you know, how do I put in a community service? It's good to encourage the spirit of volunteerism. Yes. Yeah. You help to ease the pressure of communities. That's what we celebrate on Fridays. We brought, you know, a lady that is working on making a safer, you know, classroom environment for kids. We brought people that talked about child advocacy. So that's what we continue to talk about. But we need to learn the habit of holding the government down to accountability. You can't, you can't trade that for anything in this world. As yeah. long as they're not running the state with their pockets, yeah. as long as every single dime they're spending is from the taxpayers, then we have every single right. I mean, our rights are, it's, that was one of the things that really baffled me with the statement of this deputy speaker when he said it's not their right to and i said okay now you're selecting my right for me based on your personal perception well if you allow me really i'll say that fella should become fella nikola kokuti should become and there's a very controversial statement mm. should become the symbol of democracy in, in the country mm. imagine someone in the 70s you know was already seeing all of those things that we're seeing now in the 70s when he started playing began playing with kula lobitos mm. in london you know he wasn't for, he, so he thought the music was just uh, an instrument of enjoyment pleasure but when he came to Africa, he, he saw real, mm. uh, came back home, he saw real human problems, invented his own style of music, and, you know, said things that were uncomfortable, even costing him his mother's life, mm. you know. So for me, it's, uh, I, I truly believe in democratic societies, and I hate big government. I don't like big government. Mm. And, you know, basically me, I don't even trust government. Because government, <laughs> no, government all over the world have shown that they are dangerous. Mm. It's a dangerous, you know, uh, setting. At times, you know, I'll tell my friends, I say, who brought the idea of government? Why can't we just be animals? And uh, it's territorial. If you enter my zone, if I get, I'll kill you. And, you know, there's nothing moral. Uh, maybe society will be better off that way because there will be balance of terror. And you know that, look, uh, I need to know, maintain. But you know, your, your, are your position ideas. about balance of terror sometimes those, scares those, me. Yeah, those are I think, crazy ideas. I think about a few weeks ago, I I was running some. I was running laundry, and so I had this long fella mix that I downloaded. I think about six hours or thereabouts. So I had all fella all over my body that day, and you know. 
I just I just tweeted that I think the people that named him Abameda those days they understood what you know that name means. The older I grew, the more I understand why they called him that name because almost like he saw everything that is happening right now. The same names he was calling those times. Unfortunately, those names are still very much here right now. If you look at the body of his song, you hear the names like the current president now, former president Olusha Gombasanjo. Those names continue. He had talked about the disunity and the politicization of you know organizations, the WHO, the U. The UN rather he talked about all of those and look at what we're seeing right now i mean it's it's just something really out of this world it's yeah, well. it's really disturbing yeah if you have a musician you know use your music and i don't think the music i remember he talked about it too yeah I don't he think was having a conversation sorry sorry because he was having a conversation on on that particular and he said where he came from that you don't sing you know to have fun that in the u.s you can sing about who you are you know going to bed with tomorrow you can sing about love but in africa if you don't express what africa is going through in your music africans won't listen to it and that's why if you look at those songs that are continuing to live with us there were songs or there, at those times there were songs that told the african story good sounds good delivery good lyrics and it keeps it, it takes us back to that point have you been able to match up with civilization yes have we gained from it have we benefited from it i mean i think that's a topic for another day but we've got to conscientize ourselves we've got to bring the conversation basic things basic things like well, drinking Taking yeah. pure water and dropping it by the roadside. I mean, let's play this insert from Governor of Casino State, Bello Masara, saying 2023 presidency should be zoned to the southern part of the country. Stay here. Uh, let me start. Uh, you see, you asked this question and I gave you an answer. Let me repeat it. You know, APC has a bright future in Nigeria, a future better than the opposition parties. Look, we are marketing APC and people are coming out to register as members of APC. Yesterday we had 20, today we have 60. Is it a show of confidence or lack of it? Yes, we have problem with elites like you. But no government, no political party since the independence of Nigeria has brought about social interventions like APC government. I can say from the social interventions that have gone into my state, I know the vulnerable, this uh, five thousand per day money market. We know the uh, the, 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 the the interventions, uh, CBN through Uncle Borough and the other many through now COVID uh, 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 palliative through. Uh, you know, billions of naira have been paid to ordinary people. Not a contract. This money was given to ordinary people. As I am talking to you now, part of the economic stimulus, people are getting uh, a lot of 500000 all over the country. We have, as at last week, through CAC registered over 6,900 businesses. None of them will get less than 30000 my friend, the ordinary person, we know that insecurity, but the ordinary person has never tested government positively like today. It's not about uh, 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 long roads, it's not about uh, skyscraper or 100 uh, 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 floors. Somebody can come tomorrow and build 200, but if they build you as a person, through you, your children, your grandchildren, family, I am building a system that will be more enduring. That will, I think APC is really working, and uh, we are very, very sure that APC will not uh, 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 fear election of 2023. And with regards to zoning, fair is fair. What is fair? Given you an but if you ask me, I will. As a person, I mean, think we should move the presidency to the southern part of the country. South and south. You know, the constitution of the country and that of the party. So those who prefer to live by the constitution, you cannot say they are wrong. But this is my honest opinion. In those uh, 2015 and today, I want you to, uh, to assume that with the social intervention, the amount of money that has been put into the system, without that money, what would have been the situation today? 
The COVID-19, is it a creation of APC? Is it a creation of APC? The fall of the price of mainstay of Nigeria, is it the fault of APC? If APC hadn't come with go back to the land, with anchor borrower and burning importation of rice, with the COVID, what would have happened in Nigeria? Will there be food? By all means, let everybody come with the balance sheet of what they got yesterday and what we got today and compare notes. Well, making a strong case for the APC government there at the center, Governor of Kassina State, uh, Bello Masari there. We have our guest, Mr. John Kelly, Erudite Public Affairs Commentator. Good evening and thanks for coming. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, the MBS reported that uh, all reports that um, 33% of Nigerians are unemployed. The federal government has been giving intervention. You heard what Masari said, 500,000. Empower, the aggregate, anchor borrower scheme, and all of these is in a bit uh, uh, to kind of create more employment and job opportunities. But the MBS data, you know, shows that, look, it's not reflecting. So the question is, is it a policy somersault or what really is going on? Uh, well, maybe you should answer that. Then we can, you know, go straight into talk about unemployment as a human right issue, for example. Well, basically, I, I listened to the governor of um, Katsina State. Mm. Um, very well, and it's rather unfortunate. Um, he's talking like a politician, and um, he can continue to do that. And he was um, emphatically saying that um, it's not the failure of the APC government, but I believe absolutely it is the failure of bad governance under the APC's administration. Now, when you look at these um, issues very clearly, looking at all the social interventions that the government had um, come up with, yeah, there were really nice programs, you know, trying to lift Nigerians out of poverty and to improve the growth in our economy. But the unfortunate thing is that the procedure that was followed, you know, was not actually the right thing that the government should have done at that point when they came on board. And when you look at it critically, you should have cleared the table because the table was messy. Um, looking at um, fixing the electricity, as it were, so that when you are giving an intervention to somebody who is into manufacturing and uses power to power his machines and all this stuff. So the person will come into the system with that whole money and invest wholly into the business, knowing that he will not be running a business, that he will be using a generator to also pay electricity bill at the end of the day. That's on one side. You'll also be looking at also fixing the agricultural sector first, cleaning it up by making sure that farmers have access to improved seedlings. Now, when you have that and also have access to fertilizer so that you can go to the farm comfortably and all the farming implements are available to the farmers. But unfortunately, you saw what happened during the Aldo Obey's time when he was a minister of agriculture, that some of our yam tubers were packaged and sent overseas and they were returned because that was not based on specification of what they wanted. Secondly, you look at it again, looking at the water supply, how much of the water do we also have also in our facilities that produces and also do quite a lot of programs that has to do with manufacturing? It is also zero. And ultimately, again, any business, if you like, give all the individuals 50 million naira or 100 million naira, if the economy is not safe for investment, I can assure you that that 50 million naira would be soaked by the system. I know quite a lot of people that had left the shores of Nigeria to neighboring countries because the services provided by those economies, uh, by those countries, were well planned and well structured. I have seen those that have left country on the account of power outages because they were paying rather higher bills in terms of um, electricity. And the income, because every business person goes into a business with the aim of making profit. Not even at the point they were not even breaking even, let alone making profit. And they had to pack out. So the system itself soaked all the resources. And I'm very surprised to always hear the government coming out to tell us that they have lifted over 1,000 people, 100,000 people out of poverty with 30,000 naira 
it is rather unfortunate. Now, when you look at it, just suppose it with the foot, just the foot unemployment, I mean, the, the, the foot inflation alone, which is just about 21.79% in the country today. When you go to the markets today with 50,000 naira, unlike it were before, you are coming back with just some stuff in the polythene bag, showing fully that the prices of goods are seriously skyrocketed. Uh, yeah, well, let's talk about uh, the issue of uh, the intervention social uh, uh, investment uh, programs. You know, by the way, communism has been tried in 40 different countries over the last 100 years in the 20th century. All of those societies uh, have failed. Typical example, and the, one of the last countries to fail was as uh, uh, Venice or is uh, Venezuela. Inflation is over 2,000 percent. You know, there. Talk to us about the direct link between giving money to poor people instead of creating opportunities for them and their relationship with inflation. How would you like you know, people to understand this? Well, I think it's a clear-cut issue now because the government was only being political by creating the social intervention programs, giving out 5,000 naira, giving out 20,000 at some point, the 30,000 naira that the governor just talked about. Now, what I had expected from the governor before now, just like I said initially, by checking out the system to create the environment, make it to be an enabling environment, I know quite sure that the government cannot provide employment to all the employable youth in the country because we have um, uh, polytechnics, we have universities, and we have colleges of education that churn out graduates on a daily basis, I mean, on a yearly basis. Now, if that happens, that means we have people who have acquired the prerequisite knowledge in assessing any kind of business. Now, when the environment is created and the environment is made very you know, direct in such a way that you on your own as an individual, you can create an employment by yourself. Given an instance to even when President Trump took over in America, you realize that within the stay in office, at some point, the unemployment rate in America dropped drastically because when he came on board, he created a platform for private individuals to uh, businesses to thrive. And that actually helped the economy in real uh, sense of the word. But unfortunately, what we're having here, we're having a situation where the government always want the young people to always go cap in hand, begging for palliatives from the government in terms of all these little stipends that comes in. So when such resources comes to their hand, they cannot invest it into the system. Because automatically it will crumble. It will not produce any yield as far as it's concerned. Or will you rather suggest that the government create an atmosphere to make small businesses you know, thrive instead of giving money to small businesses? Very well, because that has always been my, 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 my preposition over time. Right, that when you create a workable system, the other elements will naturally fix themselves in, in the process, right? We have a lot of maribound industries that are, you know, are not functioning in this country. When you look at the funds that the government is claimed, claiming to have spent over four point something trillion naira in terms of giving out the social investment, you know, it shocked me that you could hear words like people registered businesses, you know, and they will be empowered. Let me tell you something. What is happening within the circle of government? There are people because they have direct contact with those who are within the corridors of power. They went into registering emergency companies with the Corporate Affairs Commission. Right? They don't have any foresight into business. They don't have any prior experience into business. So when you look at those things critically, there is no feasibility study to show that you know what you're going through. There's no business plan. You know, putting side by side the SWOT analysis, you know, looking at the strengths, the weaknesses, opportunities, and threats of even the business you are about to embark on. So to such a person, because of political consideration, I am a member of this political party, and I have my way to the corridor of power. They will give you such funds. How do you go into investing such money? So I've always advocated that existing businesses or people who have prior experiences and knowledge into the business should be first of all be given you know, this kind of intervention. Because over time, they know what it means to be in the business. They know the risk inherent in going into the business. So they will better manage the risk when given such funds than a new person who probably doesn't know anything about the business. That's why, you see, you can give somebody 100000 today to start up a small business. Just give him a little, about five months. You will come back and you will discover that the business has crumbled. 
knowing fully that as a business person, any cobble that comes into your business, it is not yours. It belongs to the business. And that is why, you see, other people also who went into poultry farming, I know somebody because someone was doing good in poultry, and you also delve into poultry farming. Unfortunately, within the period that the birds started laying, and he started seeing little, little income, and the next thing he did, he bought a car. Now, within a span of one year, the birds of over 3,000 that were in that farm, they all went off because poor management of resources. So the government should have geared more attention in resuscitating these solid businesses that were on ground. Those ones that were near, nearly comatose or totally dead, resuscitate them and get most of these people engaged into the services of these um, um, companies <coughs> instead of just dashing out money. And that is why, as far as I'm concerned, the social intervention program is a total failure. And again, just last week, the government said clearly and in clear terms that it has suspended the issuance of these interventions because it has failed. That shows what I'm saying here today is in tandem, even with what the government has discovered in her failure to issue out such help. Now, now uh, let's let's still talk about this. <coughs> excuse me, uh, this uh, you know social uh, insurance programs. Now, we have one of the largest in this part of the world uh, in terms of how much the government gets, especially when they do direct borrowing. They borrow monies and they use those monies to pay directly to maybe end power. They use it to play for anchor borrowers, schemes, and all of those things. And coming out to admit that they failed now, but where, where does it put the future of this country? Because when you borrow this money and you are, it's repaired maybe over the space of 25 years and the future of the people you are investing it in you've admitted that you failed already i mean under uh, former president good Lord jonathan we had you win and a lot of people that got those you win grants the business are probably folded up right now those buildings have turned to maybe cyber cafe something mm. totally different and those monies have not gone back into the covers of the government i mean leading into the elections especially when we had midterm election in kogi state i mean we saw this old trader money thing being you know shared around yeah. Where does it place the future of this country in terms of paying back these monies that we've borrowed? Because, I mean, if you are borrowing money to build institutions, you can be sure that you pay them back. But you're borrowing money to share to people to feed. Now you've admitted that you failed. Where does it put the future of this country? <laughs> to be emphatic, right, um, I will use the term that the future of the Nigerian people, or let me say the Nigerian youth, has been greatly mortgaged under this administration. Now, when you look at the debt profile of the current administration, it's quite shocking. And you know very well that during the President Obasanjo's administration, he tried in saying that he defray most of these debts that Nigeria was owing other countries. But we have rather increased the tempo of borrowing. And um, the borrowing is not to develop institutions, to build capacity but it's rather aimed at, you know, politicizing the system, which was why I used that word initially. Because most of the phones that are being shared, I bet you, most of these phones are shared based on political consideration. And even though earliest that was just done recently, that is the Federal Government Public Works Scheme. If you look at the distribution of the forms that were given, you will know that... It was clearly sectionalized. It was. Because some of us are deep into it and we knew what happened in the process. Even those that collected the forms, because any individual that has access to a form, that means automatically you are a beneficiary. Mm. But do you know that as at the time that the names were released by all these local governments, most of the people who had access to the form filled the forms and submitted their, their names, names didn't come out. Didn't come out. Mm. So what happened to the names? So at the point of cross-checking, my people did not get in the process and they brought other people on board to settle the score. And secondly, there's no monitoring when such funds are actually being given. Because most of, you can see an individual could create faceless, you know, um, 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 uh, uh, personalities, send these details, and because he's also very close to someone who is in government, the details will be treated and funds will also be released. So if the government also take due diligence in monitoring those that have access to these resources, one by one, I gave you 500,000. Within the progression of six months, I'll come around and check what happened to the business you collected the money to do. 
And because people have discovered that there's no monitoring as far as this money is uh, is, People uh, is do concerned. whatever they want so they to do with the money. It. So you collect mm. the money to go into piggery, mm. probably. And because you know that nobody's coming around to check you, you can divide it into something you else. You buy a car with you the money. You can buy a car. Mm. So that is what is happening. So I can tell you that the government needs to start thinking positively. Because most of the people who are in government as it is right now, they are facing out. Fast, natural, it's a natural law. I'm not like playing, uh, praying doom mm. for anybody. But this is a natural law that you will transit to the next level. And also, younger people will come over and take that position. Then what template are you creating mm. for these younger people who are coming? Are you leaving a debt <coughs> profile for them that when they come on board, they'll be struggling to pay and also leave another burden for the generation that is coming you know, um, um, after them? Mm. So these are some of the issues that the government should start looking at critically. Let's talk about the, the problem of data gathering in this country. I mean, there, there have been reports of, you know, just like you said also, you know, faceless people faceless identities that some people are benefiting from all the five you know social investment programs you see this person getting you in this person getting uncle boras the same person now in terms of data gathering which obviously is one of the problems we have in this country how do you think states or you know federal government can work on this thing because you look at what we have in this country we don't even know the age or the number of old people we have the problems that they are facing you know these states how many people do we have with so Data gathering it seems to be a problem. If you look at countries around the world, they seem to be taking good use. I remember when the issue of you know, contact tracing came up in the U.S. during the COVID. Uh, there were organizations that donated millions of dollars to fund contact tracers. They just pick you up, set up a platform for you. You start tracing COVID-19 contacts. But we don't have such in Nigeria. How do you think you know, government can come up with this? And what does it benefit the system for us? <laughs> I would have just said naturally that we shouldn't talk about this. Mm. Because when you talk about data gathering in Nigeria is a safe, um, it's a Herculean task. I, apart from the NBS that tries properly within um, laying her hand on nothing just to come out with statistics mm. of the happenings and this and that. And that's even a rough statistic, not even accurate statistic. But what we have failed woefully in this country is in terms of data gathering. And that's why you see most often the government will come with this policy like um, the BVN that people were rushing you know, up and down trying to register and all this stuff again. The government is coming again with need. Mm. Now, we should have a central data system gathering where you have every information placed on that platform that whatever you are looking for, you should have access to. But we have so, so displaced it to reaching out to individuals. For instance, if the federal government is looking for 1,000 people in Plateau State, the federal government is not relying on any adequate data from mm. Plateau State. It's just going to be some random yes, selection. Yes, of course. The government will just call the government. From the federal government, they will contact the state Do you governor. think it's deliberate? Because while you were talking, while you were responding to Ponsar's question, you talked about how people distribute most of this uh, you know, schemes based on several sentiments, religious, tribe, political, or, you know, whatever it is. Do you think the government not making an attempt to have a structured data system is deliberate, you know, just to make sure that nobody is holding them accountable? It's not as if we don't have the capacity to. Mm. We have every capacity to produce whatever form of data that Nigeria needs. But I can tell you in response directly to the question, I think it's deliberate. Mm. And haven't you seen you know, on several occasions where the federal governments will take a position on a certain issue and governors will immediately run to Abuja just to counteract the decision that the federal government has taken. I mean, has taken. So the governors are constituting themselves as another, you know, chair of government outside the three mm -hmm. that we have. Mm -hmm. On several occasions, the I thought they are supposed signed. to be under the executive. No, on the, at, at, in their state. So now maybe right. we have executive <laughs> pro now. Or executive yeah, pro that's max. what I'm saying. Because mm. if you look at it critically, the, gov the, the, the president had signed several executive bills. Mm. And those bills were obtained by the governors. Mm. Immediately they run to Abuja. And that is why whatever information you need on an individual or individuals or a group in any state... The government at the federal level relies on the state governors. Mm. And the state governors also relies on the local government chairman. And that is how the distributing, uh, distribution channel starts. Right? Hey, you, bring 100 names from your local government. The local government chairman will, first of all, look for his loyalists, 
his family clientele, his children, and all mm. those stuff, and they will be first on the list. All right, the rest you can just do a bracado. Whoever comes or falls into it based on consideration, you just get it and that goes. So I believe absolutely it's a kind of a deliberate thing by the government not to create an, a verifiable, I'm using the word database. verifiable database mm. that you can have access to even within the state. In the state, if you need access on the, uh, on, on, on the uh, graphics that, no, that you're talking about, right? The aged, the young people, the middle and all this and also the unemployment rate, the inflationary rate. You know, because there's even the food inflation, state to state, and all those things. We don't have those things in our states. All right, let's open the phone lines. We've been talking about the NBS uh, data uh, that unemployment is 33% uh, in our country. This is despite the monies being uh, given to, for example, to um, individuals, organization, SMAs, that small, medium enterprises uh, to kind of kickstart the economy. Recall that the Bora administration has seen three recessions, you know, not back to back, but, you know, at intervals. And right now, even the cost of uh, uh, food price in the market has gone up two digit. It is, you know, as reported by the NBS. And of course, our wages have remained stagnant, purchase power have become low. So we're looking at this and uh, looking at it, you know, as an issue of human right. Is it a human right abuse? Because Nigeria's signatory to the SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals, which stipulate that uh, decent, you know, wage, for example, uh, closing the inequality gap, you know, in our society. But the federal government, every day, inequality is getting wide and wide you know you find a ceo making you know 100 times what a security man you know makes unlike countries since in norway for example that uh the inequality gap is you know small and those societies are governed by women uh which goes to show you that you know if women are given the chance of course they can do magic mm. well you can join the conversation we'd we'll love to hear from you 090-9884-8848 or you call 90 uh, Let's take the first call. Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. Okay, that didn't work. Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. Hello. Okay, I guess that he doesn't or she doesn't want to <coughs> talk to us. Zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Hello. Okay. Hello. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Okay, before you call, you have to kindly turn down the volume of your radio. Let me take some tweets uh, before we check what's happening with the phone line. This is coming from Boniface and Pierre Boniface is saying, This statistic should worry this present administration, but will they be worried? Instead, they will try to rubbish the glaring truth revealed by NBS. Where are the 100 million jumps the president uh, they promised in 10 years? Uh, have they not started it? Waiting, I know, self, you see. Balai Mani and Locktree is saying, this statistic keeps rising. Federal government cannot borrow money and give people to spend in the name of social investment. Capital project and infrastructural development are some of the ways to expand the economy and attract investors. Doing this will reduce the rate of unemployment. Dimas is saying, that has been my concern. Uh, despite the intervention to alleviate poverty, Nigeria is still the capital, uh, poverty capital of the world. Uh, what is the missing link? Shedra Kongvong is saying, the federal government keeps talking about social intervention uh, that has no tangible effect as inflation swallows up everything. Have they followed up to see how those beneficiaries are faring? Thomas Tuckman is saying unemployment was 7% during good luck and people were busy lamenting. Now, this administration, with uh, my projection, is headed for a 50% unemployment before the end of 2022. And no one is asking questions. Uh, does it mean this administration is of dictatorship? Uh, you ask. Imani Tuan is saying, um, listening to the governor made me realize how myopic our leaders can be. How can how much exactly is 30,000? Uh, you give someone 30,000 and you call it empowerment. Uh, pathetic, you say. Uh, Rutumbiro Ezra is saying, Governor Masari should come out from his comfort zone to carry out an analysis in his state to see if what he's saying is in reality. For crying out loud, these people have failed, and at the height of their failure, they are still bragging. May God show Nigeria mercy. Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. Hello, good evening, Fonshad. Yeah, thanks for calling. Okay, my name is Putnik. I'm calling from Buzabudi. Please go ahead, sir. We're listening to you. Hmm. When I listen to this governor, 
I just say exactly why this country is not moving forward under the president leader, under APC. Because he's keeping on from his statement from beginning to end, he's keeping on pressing his APC, APC leader, keeping on pressing them. Until when a man look back and see how he has failed, he can never make amends for tomorrow. Because the mistake of yesterday is the correction of today and is the move is the progress of tomorrow. So when you look back and say you have made a piece of impact yesterday, then what can you do now today? What are you planning for tomorrow? You go back, go to your bed, go and sleep. That is exactly the mindset of APC leaders, the way the governor spoke this, uh, this evening when I was listening to him. All the things he had been pointed, can he point to anybody that he has given that 500,000 and that person is doing well today? If you look, there is some of those money they have been given to. They give to people that will go and marry more wives, people that will go and buy, buy new cars, not people that will put into business. If somebody that has never done a business in his life, give him 500 million, he will add only one more wife to his wife. He will not do anything. Because right. most of the people that do collect those money, they didn't use it for anything. Some of them, there was particular one that they did here in Buzabuji. They didn't use my shop for some COVID-19, uh, 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 whatever they call them. The same day they did there in Buzabuji here in my shop, the same day they did in Sariki Mango, all everybody in that place have collected, but the people that use my shop to register, not even quarter of 1% from here. Have all right, wrap up your so thoughts. Before any Thank money you. will go, they will, change their, they will change their name and who they are giving to. They are not helping Nigeria at all. Thank you, Sputnik. Thank you. Zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine, or you call zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Let's take some Facebook comments from Elvis Adam, uh, Facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss. Uh, he said, and it's unfortunate that this administration can't seem to get it right. We have too many greedy politicians occupying sensitive positions across board. At the Port refinery that is not up to 1.5 billion to be rehabilitated for 1.5 billion. The SS crude account is completely depleted. Unemployment is at its zenith. And there's a, there's a hike in fuel, food, and commodity prices. Uh, the administration has refused to take responsibility for insecurity, and the entire country is in a mess. Corruption is everywhere. I simply give up on this country. Our leaders must change. This narrative has to change. Idam Elvis from Lamingo. Thank you. Uh, Sipran Thomas says, um, we want all Nigerian youths to be employed, not unemployed. May God help our country. Said Aramusham Sidin says, insecurity affects unemployment. Unemployment is caused by insecurity. If you fix unemployment, automatically you have fixed the insecurity problem. So our government should do the needful. Remain blessed. Thank you. Uh, Samson Nandog says, it's unfortunate that our government are confused because I see no reason why they would employ Empower for two years to be paying them 30000 and now they Send them back to an employment market for for God's sake, 30,000 for two years. Uh, make one okay, uh, doesn't make one richer than politicians. I bet you mean to say, uh, okay, uh, Sadiq Umar says. Uh, the government has failed in all its agendas and promises. This shows that they mistakenly got into power without any plan. Uh, the social intervention program is just another way of siphoning our money. No any beneficiary from the grassroots that I know, including the school feeding program. May God save us. Sadiq Kumar from T and T Junction. Down the Dominic says, uh, what? What intervention did the government do? Is it the 5,000 naira uh, that few got as empowerment with unstable power supply, high rate of bills? I may God help this country. Dim Don Jimmy Ackman says, well, for me, the issue of unemployment has become a national anthem in Nigeria. PDP looks, okay, PMB, I beg your pardon, lacks nothing to show us. God day. Joseph Andy, intervention of public form with bad and wrong policies and wrong plan is nothing but a waste of time. And this should always make corruption to thrive. I can still view, okay, I can't still, okay, we'll work on that. Uh, thank you very much for dropping your Andrew, uh, Andrew Amos. Okay, now, how is saying society would have employment rate while insecurity is on the order of the day? The federal government is not doing anything uh, to curb unemployment in this country. Despite the ongoing programs across particular region, PMB should focus on job creation and securing the people for economic benefit of the nation. 
Interesting. Yakubu Smiler says, uh, for the issue of the unemployment ratio, we understand that unemployment is one of the factors that derive us to where we are today on the insecurity matters. Therefore, I want to call the attention of the governors in the various states to come out with some ideas that would minimize poverty amongst their citizens. The federal government under President Buhari administration have done their best, but where um but they brought different programs for poverty eradication. Yakubu from uh Okay, from Kano State. Thank you very much. Uh, Danok Antibas, Comrade Danok Antibas says the federal government has employed bandits. That is why the federal government is trying to negotiate the salaries with them. If not, I don't see any reason of negotiating with killers. No good legacy in this country. It's only God that will rescue us from this government. Kwanga Ayuba Moses, uh, policy somersaults. How productive is the empire? How many factories are working? How many graduates are employed? The system is so bad. I'll take one more. Uh, from Richard Egbita, he says, It's quite unfortunate that the government of APC is nothing but great mess. Insecurity everywhere, unemployment on the increase, the full price hike. And I asked that what exactly is the benefit of the masses? You guys are doing great and good evening. Thank you, Richard Egbita. Back to the phone lines. Hello, good evening. Oops, that didn't work. Hello, good evening. Okay, don't know what's happening. 0909-884-8848 or you call 0905566699. Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening. Good evening. Talk to us, please. Yes, Antino from Bukuro Express. We're listening to you, sir. A word for the wise. It is often said once between twice shy. Nigerians, we are complaining now. Two years from now, I hope we'll learn our lesson. With all the Rick Marrow APC is giving us, there's need for us to learn and focus very well and make sure that we put a good government on board. God help us. God bless you. Have a nice day. Thank you, likewise. Hello, good evening. Thanks for calling. Uh, hello, good evening. It's good evening. Uh, Radio Mama. I don't know. Calling from Lancia. Yeah. So long as this government continues to fix the blame rather than fixing the problem. Will not get out of the way. Why won't uh, the, the social in, 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 in intervention not not fail? It was designed to fail. From even the statement of uh, the Katsina State government, you can see what was saying. They, they, they said they, they are mainly concerned with the Tawakawa. That's what the people can always give peanuts and keep them where they are. So they can always vote for them. That's that's their own idea of uh, uh, development. Then uh, uh, the empire. I've come across so many around my vicinity, those that were discharged after two years, they are back in the labor market looking for what to do. Mm. Instead of them to fix the, uh, make us have an enabling environment, nobody expects any government to provide a job. But if they, we have an enabling environment, and then they, to give uh, room for the private sector to come in and employ the, the, the female employees, and then some of them, most of them have skills now. All these uh, exaggerations that they don't have skills, it's a lie. Most of our, our graduates now have skills, but they, can, they cannot find an enabling environment to even be self-employed. So what are you talking about? Then the, 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 the school city, that one is flawed. From the onset, as in, it's a fraud. How can you say you're feeding? How many people are you feeding? You're a journalist. Go around this particular and find out how many schools are being fed. And see that the homogenous amount they said they, they, they are putting in there. Most of the, states, most of the schools, most of the public schools are not being fed. If you want to do a, a, an intervention, all the schools, all the public schools should be set at the same time. But they are not doing that. They don't fight for the money. It's not unfortunate the way we are going. It's not unfortunate. And every day they are lamenting more than us. I was just watching uh, Donald Sanders now. What I saw there was uh, the, the, the federal government is, is blaming, that's what I'm saying, they are, feeling, they are blaming the proliferation of arms due to uh, Gaddafi. When did Gaddafi, when was Gaddafi out? When, when did the issue end? This, thank this thank you, Radio Bama. Anyway, God bless Nigeria. Let's not give up on this country. Thank you. Well, this is much you can take. But I stumbled on a news item. <laughs> Concerned Shandam citizens have, are calling on uh, the president, President Mohamed Bari, to return the proposed federal polytechnic Shandam to its original site in Shandam Town. Uh, the group, in a statement, it was signed by Homyen Tuamlong, Prinkwap Walong, Swarsuk Mendong, and Menlat Kumlong, I said the bill for the establishment of the school 
quote, unambiguously stated that the proposal for the establishment of the Federal Polytechnic, if considered and approved by the federal government, should be cited in Shandam Town, Moidut, and not anywhere in Shandam local government area. Uh, well, uh, let me, uh, you know, quote, and then maybe you can make statement on this, you know, in, in your parting words. I quote them. They said, but the concern of the group is anchored on the need to have the institution in a locality that has the critical component of accelerating the growth and development of such a treasured institution, which Nyak and its immediate environs obviously do not have. Well, Nyak is the uh, village of Governor Simon Bakulalong. Let it be known that similar experimentations have today become the albatross of some institutions on the plateau, such as the College of Agriculture Garkawa in Mikang local government area, College of Art, Science and Remedial Studies in Kurgi, uh, Kwampan local government area, College of Education Gindri in Mangu local government area, and Solomon Dashep University or Plateau State University in Butura, Bokos local government. The group wonders how and why the technical team led by Malam uh, Musa Mohammed Isogo, uh, a director from the National Board uh, for Technical Education and Chief of Staff to the Plateau State Governor Noel Donjur, that was in the state recently to assess the earlier proposed site for the institution in Shandam Town, will give in uh, to some influences and take the institution to Nyak even in the face of apparent lack of critical infrastructure that are needed for the establishment of such an institution. The question is, why this group, what they are saying is that, I mean, citing the school in Nyak, uh, I've been there, you know, is a very remote uh, village. Uh, Shandam is uh, cosmopolitan to some extent because you find Ngas, you find Tarok, you find, you know, lots of people from all walks of life, you know, there. What do you have to say with this nepotism and uh, cronism, you know, I, I would say, uh, that this group is raising, uh, Mr. John Keller? Well, it is really very unfortunate and... Um this is um, some of the issues that we've been discussing here when you look at um, how nepotic our leaders have become and that has so even to your kingsmen for yeah, example yeah. That, that, that has even transcended I mean transcended down to even the general populace right that everybody always believe that my own my own I, I believe at first when the Plateau State um, University was being muted the establishment um, by the technical the technical committee that was set up within that period had proposed the usage of government college just you know as a temporary site because of her nearness to the university of Jos, so that they could tap from the resources of the university of Jos. but because of some of this tendency you know i am in power and there is need for me to take it to my people what if i had put it here and the person that comes after me did not like develop the permanent site now when you look at the, i've heard a lot of narratives regarding this formation of the federal polytechnic plateau states indigenous or Plateau citizens entirely, not indigents, had greeted this establishment with fanfare and um, um, excitement. But anything that goes contrary, you know, to the initial arrangement that is that was Shandam being, Town, yeah, not yeah. So, so you can now see the, the manipulative tendency that is now coming up because of my own. I will take it to my own village so that my people will celebrate me. Yeah, you man. should be a leader for the general populace, not a leader for just your own particular people. Yeah, or maybe somebody has uh, forgot to burn the playbook and somebody is you know taking dust has dusted the playbook to say well i need to uh, know how to play this politics in a nepotic manner well 10 seconds of time your final word uh, well um if you calculate how much who earned thirty thousand for 24 months has earned under the empire skin that's less than a million seven around twenty thousand naira for two years and there's nothing i repeat under the circumstances we've been in this country was recession second in five years there's nothing that can be sustained without amount of money good evening and let the government get serious for once bye for now yeah well agreement and agreement so anybody wanting to manipulate federal polytechnic to nyak should the agreement was shandam town we're going to you know talk about this and not many other issue if god lengthens our life next week have a good weekend I'm going to play this song by Mustard. Uh, no, Roddy Rich. Uh, I still have some swagger in me. Have a good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.